I would like to acknowledge that this podcast is recorded on Jar Jar Wurrung country. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and acknowledge leaders and elders past, present and future. Thank you. Hello and welcome. You are listening to Soul Care Bendigo's podcast, Naked. I'm your host, Gail Wilson, and together we will go through a series of storytelling, conversations and strategies about leaning into life's lessons, the good, the bad and the downright painful, as we journey back to ourselves and back to our intuition. Through the lens of witness and reflection, we will work our way through a series of raw, stripped-back, relatable topics and personal experiences. There will be laughter, tears and the occasional swear word because, hey, life is too short to hold back. So come along with me on this journey and let's talk life. You can follow and subscribe to Soul Care Bendigo's Naked to get notifications for upcoming episodes as they land in your space. So lend me your ears and your heart as we go through this journey together. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Soul Care Bendigo's podcast, Naked. Today, we are going to talk about the celebration of singing and where we can find it and how we can use it better to support our mental health, to support our energy, and to help us just feel darn good more often. Today, I'm joined by Steph Carson, who it's fair to say is probably one of Castleman's coolest people. Wow. Nice introduction. <laughs> Friendly, caring, really, really able to help others find the best in themselves. Now, I know Steph. Because we met when I decided to join the Macapella Singers, which is a Victorian choir. Steph is one of the music teachers there that is led and founded also by Tara Flynn, who is another awesome Castlemaine lady. Traditionally, Steph first started off in her career as a special ed teacher. And as she transitioned through life and became a mother, moving to a small town, Steph was trying to find somewhere that she could focus with her love of music combined socialising and somewhere where the kids could really integrate and enjoy music also. This is where Steph became a member of Macapella Singers. Soon enough, her schools were recognised and she too became one of the teachers. And this is where I met Steph on a Thursday evening in Bendigo. Steph, it is so wonderful to have you to talk to us today. And I'm sure that everyone will feel how bright and lovely you are through this episode. And I welcome them all to you. Thank you, Gail. It's really special to be asked to be part of this. I watch your work that has been going on in the last, you know, couple of years and how your workscape is changing and and I guess your soul is driving you to do other things. And I watch that with awe and I love it. And so I'm really happy to be part of it. Oh, thank you. I wasn't expecting the spotlight to get flipped around. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about... You're so good at music and you're so good when we sing at learning all the parts of a song. So can we start with your background in music and if it's something you were naturally born with or is it something that you've studied, tell us tell us a little bit about your musical journey. Yeah, sure. I grew up with parents who were both musical, so not sort of professional musicians, although my mum does have one little record that she recorded with a Christian band that she was in. Love it. Which is very cool. But 
they were both musical, always sort of singing and always singing in harmonies, which I feel lucky to have had that growing up because I don't think everyone gets that experience of people singing in harmonies together just around the house. You just hear it every day. And Dad was a minister of the Uniting Church, so we would always be surrounded by music every Sunday, you know, during church, always hymns are played, you're always taking part in it, you're always singing. I would sing harmonies along to the hymns to try and make it a bit more exciting and and through that I ended up being part of the church band. So someone from church taught me how to play the drums and, you know, then my rhythm started being activated and, and I was using that every week and I just, yeah, I think that is where my love of music comes from. Our parents also forced all of us to have piano lessons, which we hated and now we are all thankful for. Of course. Me and my three brothers. So I think all of that combined just gave me a love of music. I never dreamed that I would be working in this field, you know, as a profession. I feel very lucky to have found music as a career later on in life, in my 30s. And that's the other thing we haven't mentioned also. Not only are you a teacher at Macapella, but you're also one of the singing leaders for the pub scene Castlemaine, which is a hugely popular event. And it is always at the same venue, isn't it? It's always at the tap room, yeah, in Castlemaine. So when Marion um, Yates from Castlemaine had this idea, she had seen pub choir who operate up in Queensland and these big groups of people coming to sing together and she wanted to do that locally. And so she approached uh, myself and Brioni and James and then approached a few pubs around Castlemaine and the tap room really got it. They understood what we were trying to do. They just got it and they've supported us the whole way. So we always run it there. And it's this beautiful thing where you you run these sessions and at the start of pub sing you see people looking apprehensive. They're sort of, you know, what are we going to do here? I'm feeling a bit out of my comfort zone. Because it's in a pub, the beer can help some people with those feelings. But by the end it's just... Like people are ecstatic. People come up to us at the end and go, that is the best night I have ever had, you know, like or they come and they say, I'm never going to miss another pub sing ever. Yeah. Like they're just so enthusiastic and I think it's that's the joy of making music together. That's the joy of, of using your voice as a group and we're accompanied by a guitar and that's all sometimes some drums by me but it's just this amazing buzz that people get from singing and that's and that's energy it is it's energy it's sound it's vibration it's also liberation from self-doubt which is such a big celebration as you said people walking in a bit apprehensive the good thing is with the pub sing that I love is everyone knows what they're going to be singing before they get there and what happens is it's three groups isn't it so you have your altos your mezzos and your sopranos yep and so for people who don't know what that is can we just go through very quickly, what is a harmony? Let me talk about melody first. Okay. So if you're singing along to a song on the radio, mm-hmm. the melody is the main line that is sung during the chorus. Mm-hmm. You'll naturally, people naturally sing along with the melody. A harmony is picking a note above that melody note mm-hmm. or below that melody note. And when you break it down, it's the chords that sit underneath the song. So it's the chord on the guitar might have usually three different notes, sometimes four, and 
you pick those other notes out of the chord. So that is like basically so what a harmony sort of like is. Like the backup, yeah, the backup, the sounds. backup notes. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. So they're always in there. Yes. Um, it's just picking them out, and that comes really naturally to some people, but not to others. I'm visualizing this. You're wearing a super powerful colored dress, and you choose to take the purple from the dress and put it in your earrings. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yep. It's the coordination Great of a similar analogy. theme. And then tell us, can you just give us a breakdown of alto, mezzo, and soprano? Yeah, sure. So in pub sing, we don't use those terms okay. because they're not commonly known. Okay. You know, that's we say the high part, yep. which is my part, the middle part, which is Brioni's, and the low part, which we like to call the buffs. Okay. And that's James leads that one. In Macapella, the choir, it will go soprano will be the top part. The high sounds. The high sounds. Yep. And then mezzo will be the middle sounds, mm-hmm. alto the low sounds, and sometimes we use the term tenor, mm-hmm. which is, again, below the alto. Deepest. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that's a little bit of education because I want to make sure we meet people where they're at so they understand what we're saying if we use any of these phrases. And yeah. that's the pub thing I really love is that it what you think you're going to expect in that room throw it out the window on the way. I went to one which might have been a separate company, but it was at the Golden Vine in Bendigo. Yep. And we got a piece of paper when we arrived. They had put it on their socials of what the song would be. And so if you chose and went, okay, I like singing in a low sound or medium, or when I sing a song in the shower or to the radio, I tend to go high. So you kind of have a little bit of reflection of what sound you normally like to make, um, especially one that doesn't hurt your voice. And then you got a piece of paper and it would have your script for your words in that low sound. And I remember, and this is just a little reflection of something I need to work on in myself, but the publishable had been a massive turnout and about eight huge, very aggressive looking bikies walked in, <laughs> all men. And they, I just sort of looked at them and I thought, oh dear, you've chose the wrong night to come to the pub. <laughs> little did I know that they were all phenomenal singers. They walked in, they grabbed their sheets. Half of them were sopranos who had the most amazing high notes voices I've heard forever. And the other three were tenors. And I was just like, well, Gail, that's a little life lesson for you. Do not make preconceptions about people. Everyone loves to sing. Mm, Everyone needs to sing. Mm. And when our children sing in our houses, trying to be really patient to allow them to express themselves without saying things like, oh, well, you just be quiet. Mm. Instead, we can say things like, I really love your voice. Um, Would you like to sing? You know, because sometimes we can't always hear lots of sounds at once Mm -hmm. if we're really waterlogged or our mental load is really extreme. But trying not to shut down children when they're trying to express, I know you maybe don't want to hear every single concert that they want to put in in the living room, but maybe saying, I love the way you sing do you want to take my phone and record it in your bedroom? So you're kind of giving yourself some space, but you're still allowing them to have a voice and be heard and enjoy music. Yeah, and be creative. It is. It. It's the number one thing I hear in singing is people stop singing because they're told either they don't sound good or they were told to be quiet by someone who they really loved mm-hmm. and they were kind of shamed for it or it was just rejection. So mm-hmm. they just stopped doing it anymore. And what a shame. Absolutely. That was something we were taught in our teaching degree about mathematics and art as well, was the comments from the teachers. That's what made them think they weren't good at that. 
That's what makes children think they're not good at that. I know. And you take that through to adulthood. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's actually really common in the mm. education system. I think it's getting better as we mindfully are aware of the language that we use, which Absolutely. is great. Let's talk about how you see singing and why it's so important in culture and ceremony and what you love that it does to a group that you witness when they all sing together. I just have really reflected since you approached me about this, doing this interview, you know, in our culture in Australia, in Western culture in general, we really lack moments to sing together, you know, the national anthem at the beginning of assembly, uh, happy birthday, and we have access to a lot of music, we listen to a lot of music, we sing to a lot of music, but we don't have heaps of opportunities to sing collectively. Things like Carols by Candlelight, mm. we sing collectively. Mm. And how special is that? Yeah, like it's a really beautiful, special thing to be part of. It's just in our culture, compared to other cultures who have music weaved through all of their living, and particularly for ceremony, Indigenous people, when they come together, you know, it's all singing, it's all done through song, and it's all done through collective voice and movement, you mm. know, mm. which is really connecting as well. And so I think that's why people join choirs. I think that's why people search for ways to be part of singing together. And leading Macapella and leading pub sing, the connection you see from the beginning of a session to the end of a session, you know, you just see, it's like I can physically see. Yeah, you can. The connections that are being made. And in Macapella in particular, we will sing a song. It's all a cappella, which mm -hmm. means no music accompaniment. So it's yeah. just our voices. So we will sing through a song. And at the end, everyone will be smiling. They'll be laughing. They'll be engaging with the people next to them going, oh, I stuffed that bit up or, oh, how great did that sound? That bit was just so good. And just the connections being made by singing together, I just think is phenomenal. And I think one day maybe scientists will discover that there are these connections, there are these physical waves that we don't know about yet, that mm. we can't see yet, you know, that are connected. Some of us can people. see it. Some of us yeah. can see it. Yeah, and, true. And it literally looks like, a ha for me personally, when I see a collective group sing together, and that could be a concert that someone shares in their stories that they've been to, it can be, now, it, this differs by the intention of the song. Mm -hmm. So I never see these things like happy birthday where people kind of feel obligation. Absolutely. But certainly in a dynamic group of singing, for me it looks like, you know, when you're watching a fire and that space just above it has got that movement that sort of is void of time or void of anywhere it needs to be. It's like that. Yeah. It's like, it's like a pause and a slow right down at the atmospheric space around it. Yep. Which is amazing. That's so cool, Gail, because mm. that is exactly what I envisage, you know, when, when our group are singing together. It's this stuff going on above, you know, mm. above everyone and, and connecting every single one together. I think that's, I think we know that, you know, and, and ancient cultures really know that. They get it. They know it yeah. and they know the power that that brings to a society, you know, mm. by connecting people. I think we've lost it a bit. And I think that's a shame, but, you know, choirs are becoming more popular, I think. And more accessible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one thing that Macapella has been part of was this singing with 
a duo called Mamakin um, Spender. Yeah, so Danielle Karuna and Dingo Spender. They had this concept, right, where they recorded an album. They had their friend Virginia Bott get her choir to sing on the album. She wrote all the choral parts. Then they had this great idea where they would tour around Australia. They would engage local choirs in the towns that they were performing in and they would get them to learn their music and then that local choir would get up on stage with them and sing. And we've been part of that a number of times now. Mm, yes. And that experience is just mind-blowing. Euphoric is the word I would say. Yeah. I've, I've taken photos of my hair before that concert yeah. and then my hair and my lipstick after the concert. <laughs> and it's looked like I've been rolling around in the hay for a while. I could tell you, bent, exhausted, yep. liberated, just phenomenal. It's yeah. a great experience. And they get it. Mm. They understand the power of that. They understand how that makes people feel. And they get just as much out of it as we do, as the choirs do. And what a concept and what a thing to spread. Like it's, yeah, just physical, seeing the physical, if, you know, result of singing together is pretty cool. And on a side note, did you just see they're doing a choir camp? Yes. Yes. Are you looks, going? I need to check the dates, but it looks fantastic. Yes, I've got a ticket. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I think what I love is, you know, the way your face lights up when you speak about singing is wonderful. And if we go back to the intention of singing, making sure that you're singing what really drives you, like what really excites you. And we know that listening to music has the ability to shift our brain space and where we're at mentally. Equally, it can feed where we're at mentally. So if you're sitting in grief or you're sitting with heartache, sometimes we like to listen to another singer who is heartbroken and is riding on the same parallel that you're feeling. And it kind of gives it permission to feel that way. Equally, though, when we're in a funk and we need to be motivated, say housework or exercise, mm. we can have a playlist and a series of songs that takes us there. What I'd like to get people to go to the next level of is while they're listening to that song, actually sing it out loud. Now, plenty of people do this. A lot of people do this even subconsciously. They can't help themselves. Yeah. But that's the thing, I think, of vibration is you don't even voluntarily decide to do it. Your brain just does it because it is a safe reaction and it is so ingrained, music and sound. And if you believe like I do that, you know, we believe we've lived through our ancestors and potentially different lifetimes and all that sort of stuff, there is something very old about how we connect with music. And it's also the same channels at how we connect with energy. Mm. And our body knows what we need before our mind sometimes kicks in to get it. Mm. Taking the sound of listening to music and singing along with it, and even I know this might sound like a deep, you know, a really dorky concept, but having one night a week as a family, you sing together. Now, no one has the same sounds like my 14 year olds listening to singers. I don't even know what the hell they're saying. <laughs> <laughs> and they all sound the bloody same. <laughs> yeah. My daughter's mad on Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting, even though my son doesn't like her as a singer, mm. he cannot help himself. If that shake it off comes on in the car, he'll be like arms crossed, ooh, I hate this music. But all of a sudden, the toe's going. All of a sudden, the shoulders might. And even if he sings it back in sarcasm, it doesn't matter. No, he's still he's singing still, it. He's still a part of that energy yeah. and that bop, that excitement. Mm. And I, for one, personally, 
do not buy tickets to the local theatres to go to a music show because I can't sit still. Mm. And I actually find it really ruins my experience. I remember being at a Rihanna concert in Melbourne and everyone was very politely sitting down and this song came on and I know the song just absolutely makes my cells explode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I tried. I sat really still for the first 20 seconds and then I just turned around to the girl behind me and I said, I'm so sorry, but I just have to dance. And I know I might block your view, but I'll sit down really, really soon. And I just stood up and this girl's like, thank God. And the whole section oh, of the MCG all stood up at once. And then the whole thing. And now I didn't leave that, but I gave permission for everyone oh, yeah. to go with it. Because my friend's like, what are you doing? And I said, I can't sit still any yeah, longer. I've got to so get up. Good. And so I got up. She said, thank God. She gets up. Boom. The whole section stood up. And yep. all of a sudden it's like 2,000 people dancing, yep. singing at the top of their lungs. And it was like I shouldn't have to give someone else permission to go with yes. what they're feeling. Yeah. But I'm glad I did. Yeah, I'm glad absolutely. I said, I'm sorry I can't control myself any longer. Yeah. And I'll always be the dorky one that gets up and dance when the rest of everyone else is sitting down. And how good is that? You know? Well, it's, it's great for me. For the people who are with me, I'm just like, oh, my God. But that's okay. <laughs> but it's so good for the people around you to have someone to lead that, you know, and yeah. give them permission. Yes. It's sad that we need it. I know. I find the same in um, Macapella. I tend to often put our Destiny's Child medley on the song list for the week it's just ridiculous. It's fantastic. We sing Bootylicious. We sing Bills, you know, all these just different Destiny songs. And people sort of, some people are like, oh, some people love it. Some people are a bit, you know, oh, whatever. But afterwards, everyone smiles, mm-hmm. like massive smiles on their faces. You never feel bad after Beyond singing <laughs> and moving. Yeah, because, that's right. Because that song makes you move as well as sing, you know. It's, I think, that combination which you're onto with your work, you know. Well, I was just going to say that with the drumming. It's, I always do say when I go down the vocal toning and the drumming, that some people love the drumming, and particularly I think if they've got like a real tribal based essence background, mm. it's familiar and it's evoking. Whereas some people, it's really creates anger and right. it really just shakes their bones yep. and they get really irritated. Interesting. Now, they might work through those feelings and I'll say, you know, it's okay for something to annoy you. It just gives us the ability to breathe through it because this too shall pass, mm. even in sound, whatever emotion that comes up or life experience. But even if they have the challenge, even if there's someone who it invokes an anger and irritation, at the end when they get through it mm-hmm. and they might say, oh, the drumming drove me insane. Mm. Whereas the person next door might go, oh, my God, it was my favourite bit. Yeah, absolutely. But at the end, no matter what experience you had, the liberation is having a conversation about it, getting it off your chest, and then listening to other people's points of view. And that's another thing music does. Yeah. Because it gives us the opportunity to form an opinion, have it expressed, but also listen to someone else's point of view and why they like that so much, yep. which is why there's so many different genres of music because different people like different things. Yeah, exactly. And in Macapella, you've got people who really love the slow, you know, somber songs and some people who love the pop ballads, but they'll, you know, do all of it and Mm. get something from everything. And pub sing as well. You know, we have people who will come because of a particular song because they love that song, you know, and it might be an, you know, uplifting sort of, you know, full on ballad, power ballad or it might be a mellow and we get different crowds depending on mm. that because people are drawn to. That's really interesting. Mm. 
One thing I did want to share that I think is really worth noting and probably underestimated is when I go to choir, I have had a um, break, folks, as I've been studying and starting my new business. But one thing I totally underestimated is the language of sheet music. (laughs) And I think for me, the biggest transition when I started going to more structured singing is that I like singing the melody. I don't want to be in the low or the high. I want to be all over the place. That's that's me in life. <laughs> but the brain space it took to learn sheet music, to learn about notes, was an intellect I didn't even know I was capable of understanding. But equally, it meant that no matter what was going on in my life, what kids had been pulling on my T-shirt before I left to go out for an hour for myself mm. or what things I hadn't done that day, it all evaporated in the new version of learning that I was doing. It's like a whole new language. Mm. And I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I could get it. So if I can get it, anyone can get it. Yeah. And even sometimes where, you know, I think we did um, Girls Just Want to Have Fun, for Mm -hmm. example, and it took me a lot of self-discipline to just sing only my part and not the melody that I've been singing for 25 years. And so the skill sets that come from learning music and having some self-control really then started to affect other routines in my life, like exercise Mm -hmm. or like learning about diet. It was just that it expanded my brain to know that I was capable of more than I realized. That's awesome. That's what a great thing to hear. Yes. That helps in other parts of your life. But it is. It's a great skill to learn to stick to a part. What What would you like to say to people who can never seem to find the beat or don't think they can sing? Because I say everyone can sing. You've just got to find your range. Yeah. So what do you say if someone's like, I really want to join a choir but I can't sing and I can never find the beats? I would say to anyone who feels not confident, feels like they can't sing, just give it a go. Mm. Just give it a go. And same thing with people who come to pub sing, Mm. like a bit of Dutch courage, it just comes out. And you're surrounded by other people singing the same thing as you and then you're a bit, bit further more anonymous, away. aren't you? That's Absolutely. The other thing. You're a bit yeah. more anonymous. Yeah, in something like pub sing where there's a room full of people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It feels probably a safer space rather than joining a choir. Yeah. So yes, definitely pub sing is probably something you could try. Yeah. And see how you feel about it. Because it's that. It's that you get that buzz by the end, you know? And it yeah. If you think about it in terms of community and in terms of almost spirituality and faith, I think it's really important to acknowledge if you want to be a part of something bigger than yourself, Mm. that's where group singing is wonderful. I want to have a part in something far bigger than myself, but I still want to contribute. And that's the really special part of singing in a group is that you're making a contribution, but it's not all about you, which means the spotlight's not totally on you either. Yes. But it also means that you're a part of something so much more powerful than one single person could create on their own. And that's a really emotional, beautiful, beautiful thing to witness when yeah. a lot of people step into an arena like this with that same agenda. Mm. I'm happy to be a part of something bigger than myself. Yeah, mm. that's really a great thing to note. That's a really special part of it, isn't mm. it, Macapella, is that you are. You're, you're not an individual. You're, you join this team you know, and you are part of something bigger. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's really beautiful. 
Can we talk about how we came to talk about this session? Yes, how we planned this episode, please. Yeah. I was driving the kids to sport, I think, and I had this moment where I, uh, you came into my head really strongly. We had been singing Stand By Me at Macapella that week, which is something you would always sing the lead on. <laughs> The melody, <laughs> melody chaser. No, it was beautiful and you you always did that really beautifully and so you were in my head, I guess, because of that I was thinking about you but you really popped into my head really strongly while I was driving the kids around. You know, you're driving the car, there's a lot of stuff going on, there's kids talking, blah, 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 blah. but you popped into my head and then that evening I got a message from you asking me to be part of this podcast and I was just like, whoa, I am, I'm not surprised by this. I feel like maybe, maybe we were thinking about each other at the same time. Yes, and so I were. tested this theory and I asked you, I told you what time I was thinking of you and you had a, a similar epiphany in your car with full of kids. Yes. Literally, I was driving to something and I had all the kids and we were listening to music and this song came on that was a song that Macapella did. And I just went, oh my God, I've just had. I've just had an epiphany and I did my Kath and Kim voice with the kids and said, oh, I've had an idea. And they're like, what, what? And I said, I'm going to get Steph Carson on. And they're like, who's Steph? And I said, it's my singing teacher. They're like, oh, that's Steph. And I said, yep, I'm going to get her on the podcast because she can talk about the beauty in singing and she can back it. Mm. She's seen it. She feels it. Mm. So literally I was having this epiphany and then, I reached out to you and I said, you know, it was about 5.15, I was driving from here to there. And you're like, are you shitting me? I was thinking of you. You literally <laughs> popped into my head. What is this? What do we think uh, is? This is, this, my, this is my theory about singing too is that we've got these strings of connection. We've got these unseen strings holding us together and connecting us and, you know, we're pulling on each other's string at that mm. moment. We just both were pinging. You know, connecting, yes. connect in different towns, you know, half an hour away from each other, but having this moment of connection. And 18 was, months, months apart since we'd seen one another. That's right. Yeah. It wasn't like I just saw you last week. No, it's, <laughs> it's yeah, it was amazing to connect those dots. And it's for me when I live in the world of spirit, it's anything that gives you that goosebumps up the spine. It's like this is exactly the direction I'm supposed to go in. This is exactly the person that you wanted me to connect with. And it might initially be about singing, but who knows down the track, it might actually be about something far bigger and this is just the first stepping stone. Yeah, wow. Which is interesting. That's very cool. So that theory is really good and I believe everything energetically is connected and we can choose to obey those little clues that we get through life and this is a person you should reach out to. Or mm -hmm. if someone pops into your head like that for future reference, make contact. Yeah. Make contact, folks, because there's something – either that's going on for you or for them, and you might actually have some information to send to one another, a connection that needs to be made, and the universe is trying to do that for you. Oh. Sometimes it'll do it gently and sometimes it'll actually slap you in the face. Yeah, absolutely. We chose gently. We did. <laughs> <laughs> because we both recognise that this is a really valid form of energy and it needs to be obeyed and adhered. Hmm. I love that and I absolutely believe in that. I think it's... Do text your friends if you think about them. Yes, yes. Doesn't matter how long it's been between lunches or cuppers, just do it anyway. That's right. Yes. So true. And going on from that, these connections between people, there was a sermon that my dad gave to a group of, you know, we, we were probably 
early 20s, 20-year-olds, and it was just a really amazing sermon that I'll never forget. And he was talking about the miracles in the Bible and how they just seem ridiculous, unfathomable sort of thing. And he challenged us to think about, okay, well, think of 100 years ago and think of a mobile phone and think of someone 100 years ago being explained, you know, what this technology would look like. They would think unfathomable, magic, you know, heebie-jeebie, whatever. It doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. It can't happen. And he really challenged us to think about these stories that are written in the Bible in a different way that we don't understand them yet. We don't understand these connections. We don't understand the physical nature of our whole world around us. We're getting there and we're discovering new things every day. But that these miracles maybe one day will actually be able to be explained physically Mm. and scientists will catch up to what someone like you, Gail, can already see connections. Some people have that ability to see things that others can't and that one day maybe science will catch up and we will have an explanation for these things and that not to view them as unfathomable and and as if that could ever happen Mm. but to, yeah, have a different lens over it. And I guess that related to me to singing and the connections that I feel like happening while that's while our group singing is going on and the connections that are being made and like us having mm-hmm. that moment where mm-hmm. we had this connection it's half an hour away. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's always stuck with me, that sermon. That's sort of, yeah, something I think about a lot. I feel like you've just hit the nail on the head. If we just were able to trust with a bit more grace, that when someone says they see something or they feel something Mm. or just believe it because I'm sure every human has had one of these experiences, whether it's deja vu or a circumstance where their life was saved. It's for me personally, I find that that connection comes through Christ, that comes through God for me. Mm. As I've said before, I've never belonged to a denomination, but I can't deny who speaks to me in my quietest moments. And so it's building that level of trust in the divine, building that level of trust in yourself, but also choosing to see society as a whole, as a really positive body of work. And Mm -hmm. while there is some dark shadows in there, sometimes the dark shadows, whether it be individual or life experiences, there is still something to be learned and gained from that. Absolutely. So folks, find singing, find somewhere in your town, create a nerdy parent-family sing-along night, (laughs) get to a concert, go to a live show, get back into live music, but be a part of it. Don't always be the one sitting in the crowd because it's so much fun to be the one sitting up the front. So just for the final part of this episode, folks, we're going to bring you something a little bit different. Steph and I are going to sing a song together that Steph has taught me. So, Steph, can you tell us a little bit about the song that you're we're singing today together? Yeah, I can. So this song is called Ligmara, and this is a song we often use as a warm-up at Pub Sing. So James taught me this song, James Rigby, who runs Pub Sing with me, and it's always a really special one. People just feel it, you know. they We sing this one and people sort of look around afterwards and just in a bit of awe. And it's a traditional song from the Dalabon Corroboree, Bongolini Bongolini, 
and it's widely used in Arnhem Land up north, so it's an Indigenous song, and it literally means, translates to, come on, guys, come and join the circle. We've got really important work to do. So it's a song that they use sort of at the beginning of ceremony, and it's a song that calls all the members of the community into the circle. I hope I'm doing this justice and giving it its right introduction. Yeah. But that's sort of what we understand it to mean is that people are being called to the circle because there's important stuff that needs to be done and it's sort of the introduction to ceremony. And so we use it sometimes at the start of Macapella. I've been teaching the um, Macapella ladies the different parts and there are three parts to this song but okay. we'll just do two okay. today. Sure. Okay, Because we're we not go. magic. You know, well, we are. Like We're magical, <laughs> but we, we also can only make one sound at a time. <laughs> okay. So can you please give me my note? Yes. So you're ling mara, ling mara. Two. And count us in, Steph. Two, three, four. Ling mara, ling mara, gumba, ling mara, ling mara, gumba, ling mara, ling mara, gumba, ling mara, ling mara, ling mara, ling mara, gumba, ling mara, ling mara, gumba, ling mara, ling mara, gumba, ling mara, ling mara, Thank you. Pleasure. That's beautiful. I'd love to hear that in a room full of people with all three parts. That'd be pretty special. It is very special. Yeah, the third part's great too. Thank you so much for coming in studio with us today, Steph, and coming to my home and having a chat with us. It has been my pleasure. I look forward to hearing and seeing what events come up for you with singing. I encourage and liberate anyone who needed permission to get out and get their voice heard. So thank you. Oh, my absolute pleasure, Gail. Yeah, I encourage anyone who wants to come and see what singing is about to come to Pub Sing Castlemaine or come along to Macapella. Thank you, Steph. Thanks, Gail. Thanks, listeners. You've heard another episode of Soul Care Bendigo's podcast, Naked. Stay tuned for more features that will come through. Don't forget to follow and subscribe, and then you'll get more notifications of when you can hear the juicy things in life and stuff to help you shine and sparkle again. Take care. Bye-bye. And that's all for today, folks. As always, thank you for lending me your ears and your hearts. I feel so grateful and blessed to be able to share these stories with you and bring us together as a community. This is Gail Wilson, and this is Soul Care Bendigo's podcast, Naked. Don't forget to follow and subscribe so that you get notifications on the next episode as it lands. Take care and just be kind to yourself.